0: If you like what we do, and you want to throw us a few, go out to patreon.com slash y'all heard. Yeah, that's patreon.com slash y'all heard.
1: This is Y'all Heard, a podcast where me, Marissa Phillips,
0: and me, Pete Phillips,
1: are not related and...
0: And we fire up a melting furnace so that we can forge for you from melted brass a buckle that you can wear on your hat like a pilgrim, but the buckle is knowledge, and you are a genius.
1: Just to let you know, that was the least upsetting one you've ever done, uh, when they're not food related. Thank you. They're not upsetting. I thought you were going to, I don't know why, something you said, I thought you were going to talk about fondue, and then I was going to be really angry, <laughs> and so glad you did it.
0: A brass fondue.
1: <laughs> no, he said fire up, but I don't know. Yeah. Fire the fondue pot.
0: Maybe next cl- next show.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something really, so thank you. Thank you for upsetting me the least since we started this podcast. <laughs> In other words, you tell you things we didn't know we needed, no, we knew that. In other words, we tell you you didn't. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know.
0: How you go- how, how you doing over there?
1: <laughs> I'm drinking, guys.
0: We're recording two episodes today, and careful listeners, Marissa gets tired and loopy, <laughs> so <laughs>
1: yeah. So I apologize. So Pete, in, in the how are you? Why don't you help me? Okay, so there are things that you say that you know are going to bother me. Like, literally get under my skin. But there are people that know me less that seem jarred when I'm upset by certain things.
0: I feel like I have to just defend myself a bit if anybody's listening for the first time. I'm not, like, trying to, like, really piss you off or anything.
1: Yeah, and I'll also, you, you out. know that I don't literally get full of rage and we get in a fight. I mean, I'm just like, ew.
0: In that, the last episode, I, mean. I said, morsel of Clementine. Yeah, and. Mean, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: But again, by upset I mean it grosses me out. I don't mean that like we stop being friends.
0: This podcast is done.
1: Okay. And again you i take apologize. your
0: morsel of Clementine and shove it up your ass.
1: <laughs> so when I say Pete upsets me, I feel like he knows what I mean. Like it's fine. It's a, it's a, it's like a funny. It's more like a like haha, that's annoying. I feel like all I do is talk about my boyfriend. I have no friends. Just so you know that. <laughs> sort of Pete and one other person. Pete doesn't live here, all I do is Spend time with my boyfriend or by myself this 90210. Pete, you're going to be like, why? Don't ask why. Just listen. Instead of... Okay. I'm just going to hope he never listens to this. No, maybe I shouldn't say this. Okay. Sometimes, you know, when you say, like, balls to the wall or be like, like, my balls. Like, if, if someone says, like, do this, I was like, my balls, don't do that. You know, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I just want to say that this isn't ever said in, like, a sexual way, <laughs> but it, but it's said in it, like, a way like that, like, <laughs> so, because it bothers me, my boyfriend periodically says, and I think he said it once, either, I don't know, to be funny or by mistake, and it upset me so much, so now he does it, and now he keeps doing it, and it makes me angrier and angrier, he says, it hurts me to even utter it, can I just spell it and you say it? Instead of saying ball He'll say (laughs) (sighs) B-A-L-L-S-H
0: That guy's nonsense
1: (laughs) So we're at Target And I think I picked up mozzarella balls And he says oh that I'm I'm not going to say the word (laughs) And I was like,
0: I hate you. Sometimes I'm gonna go home. Twelve ninety nine for mozzarella balls. My balls. <laughs> <laughs> so he just balls. Ugh, kill me.
1: Anyway, so he said, he I gotta so say this heads. too,
0: just to go back. And I, I know that nobody's like, I hope nobody's thinking this, and I'm not trying to harp on it. But when I come up with morsel of clementine, I've not thrown that at Marissa before, <laughs> so it's not like. I'm doing this, where I found something that, that skeeves her out a little bit, and yeah. so I'm going to keep saying it over and over again, yeah. hoping that one day I'll desensitize her to the madness <laughs> of a made-up word for testicles.
1: And again, when I say it upsets me, I don't jump out a window. I'm just like, Maybe you should, I'm just like, ew, that upsets my ears. So for some reason, even though I get annoyed every time he says it, he's like, does that, like, really upset you? Like, for real? And I was like, I can't explain it. Certain sound combinations mm-hmm. are very grating to my ear. And he was like, what? How would you describe why certain things like that? If I had to describe to someone why certain things make me angry, like bulsh and morsels of clementine, what? how would you explain that? It.
0: Uh- I would think it translates to other senses as well. Like you know, if you smelled pumpkin, maybe that's like, oh, I don't really like the smell of pumpkin. I don't want to be around a pumpkin. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. But like you're like, oh, like but I words do like.
1: Smell bad. Yeah. Okay. And like I was just same saying thing word with- smell
0: bad Same thing with like seeing things. You're like, uh, I don't like that couch. Why don't you like that couch? I just don't like the way that it looks. Like, it doesn't appeal to me in some... You know, I don't know, something like that, yeah. where there's just a sensibility about it. But I think the other, like, as, at least in this particular case, yes. I cannot think of any words that have ulch in them.
1: I hate it. Like,
0: like, I hate it so Of course, so Dylan much. Walsh, of course. <laughs> but, like, when you're talking about the English language... I can't think of many places where that exists. Feel free to call us 570 podwatwan. one Brandon Walsh know. from 90210. Right. That's, uh, sorry, I said Dylan. But, yeah, um, oh, no, absolutely. Oh,
1: you said I, I talked over you.
0: No, Please. it's okay. I'm very
1: impressed that you said that.
0: <laughs> so, like, you have that, right? But other than that, and, again, proper noun, last name, I can't think of anything. And so I think you have to go to a place where you're like, well, there's a reason it doesn't exist commonly in the English language, it's and that's because it sounds emotionally.
1: <laughs> this is why me and Pete are best friends, by
0: the way. Because I like, don't
1: really need to play myself.
0: Yeah, and and uh, you know flavors too, right? Yeah, like thank like. You. I can eat spinach, but I don't love the flavor of it. I know that it's good for me, and I'll eat it anyway. But, like, it doesn't mean I'm like, mmm, yummy spinach. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it doesn't, certainly doesn't seem like you have to hear it, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay, okay. So that's how I am. Unpacking (laughs) why balsh upsets me to such a degree. Why should I have to do that? Why should anyone have to spend time unpacking the term balsh? I don't know.
0: B-A-L-L-S-H.
1: Anyway, Pete,
0: how are you? Balsh is a town in Albania.
1: Oh, okay. I, don't I
0: think you should be like, next time you do that, I'm going to give you a Balsh tap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Last time I did that, there's a term he doesn't like, a phrase. Wagina? I <laughs> When he's tired, I said, oh, are you the sleepy weepy? And he gets filled with rage. <laughs> I don't know how I really? have a relationship that functions, FYI.
0: <laughs> that aligns with some of our history in terms of uh, language that people you know choose. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, Pete,
1: tell me about your life,
0: please. This week, yesterday, a coworker of mine gave me a little bag that had snacks in it because she knows
1: weed. she By knows weed how snack much sweet snacks.
0: I didn't say weed <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. But that's all I could think of that's in a little bag.
0: Because she knows how much work sucks and how much I can't stand to go there lately. And there was a nice little card inside. And Wait, she wrote when a, can
1: you ever stand to go there? I'm sorry. She
0: wrote a little message and it made me feel better about having to walk into a political battlefield and a communication nightmare. Oh, God. Every that. single day of the week.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. What, who, what did they give you?
0: Uh, There were two peanut butter cups, a Kit Kat bar, some popcorn, some Lifesavers,
1: you know, just some random stuff. That's sweet.
0: And it goes a long way, because so many other people can be shitty. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although, everybody, I have to say this, step back from time to time, look around, and try to take stock of your situation. Because I go around thinking that everybody doesn't like me at work, when really... I'm just focusing on one person that doesn't like me at work. And it makes me feel like other people don't, too. So always sort of step back, look at the situation on the whole, and then, you know, I might say check yourself.
1: <laughs> um, i well, on the flip side. Well, not on the flip side. I will say it's worth noting. Two people I looked in the eye today, and they, I said hello, and they <laughs> So, a lot yeah. of people seem to not like me and my job. Anyway,
0: continue. That's really all I got in terms of, uh, I mean, wanted to focus on some good this week. That's nice. Another, another thing that keeps happening. So, I was away, related to this, just because it's related to work, I, uh, I was away um, and out of work for a couple of days, and my boss texted me, and he goes, do not respond to the email that came in last night. Okay. Because <laughs> he thought i would be upset and like you know write something oh no and i was like cool okay and then i put my phone down and i was like that was my to my mom uh who i was staying with i was like that was my boss he told me not to read this email because i would get upset and later that day she's like so did you read the email and i'm like no and the next day she goes so did you read the email yet what was in the email and i was like i'm not gonna read it (laughs) and i read it on monday morning
1: and i I laughed
0: I just laughed and laughed. And yesterday I went to get into my car and there was a napkin on my windshield and I was like, what is this shit? Who put a napkin on my windshield? And I got out of the car, I took it off and it says you have a nail in your back, right? And I was like...
1: ha ha, 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 ha." what?
0: (laughs) And then I drove to get my tire changed. Are you okay? I don't know. So, uh, (laughs) for an icebreaker... I always found this interesting I know that this isn't gonna be interesting but I always found this to be an interesting question when you pick up a pen to test to see if the
1: fuck are you going with this
0: (laughs) when you pick up a pen and you're testing it to see if it works like if it has ink Uh, what do you write and what do you think that says about you
1: I just scribble on my hand
0: that's more interesting than I could have thought
1: Okay. I don't write anything. What do you write?
0: You just, like, what do your scribbles look like? Are they, like, loopy loops? Are they scribble scribbles?
1: No, I just do, like, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Sometimes I do mm-hmm. it on the paper, but generally I feel like, because, okay, this is not interesting, but if you have a flat piece of paper just on a hard surface, usually it won't do anything. Usually you have to test it out on something soft, and I feel like my That's- hand is more easily accessible than finding something to put under the paper. Uh, and I don't care if I'm a mess because I pride myself on being a mess. So I don't need paper. So that's
0: that. You know what I found about your pen dilemma, and you will not do this. If it's a ballpoint pen, and you go to write on the paper and it's not writing, but you know it has ink in it, you can lick the tip, and that Ew. will get the ball. That will get the ball rolling, and then I'll it works. The
1: ball <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. But thanks.
0: Just lick the tip of the bulsh. <laughs>
1: Ew.
0: <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Sorry, Marissa. Mm, okay. <laughs> this, I
1: this
0: is, always this is
1: a dark day. <laughs> this
0: is the thing. I remember hearing in like a like, you know, just on some bullshit radio fact thing, um, somebody was like a majority of people write their name when they pick up a pen to see if it works. Really? And I always write... I
1: everyone did what I did.
0: I always write, hello?
1: Pete, you're I, an adorable person.
0: I don't know what that says about me.
1: Guys, Pete's an... It says Pete's an adorable person. He is an adorable <laughs> person. <laughs> Though Pete is a, is a man full of fury, he's also like... Sometimes he just does things and you're like, you're like an innocent dewdrop.
0: <laughs> there are times with me where I'm just like, What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, that was one of your innocent dewdrop moments, B.
0: Speaking of innocent dewdrops, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you guys about a guilty dewdrop.
1: What the fuck?
0: This week, I'm going to dip into history again and tell you about... A
1: guilty dewdrop?
0: And tell you about Liz Carmichael. Cool. To tell you I was going to say I...
1: something that I stopped myself.
0: Be... <laughs> okay.
1: Not important. Anyway.
0: Congratulations on your restraint. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know that I com- complained about work earlier in the episode, and I will continue to do so. Uh, there are times when I come home and I'm just like, it's not like I'm super wound up or anything. It's just like I have to turn my brain off for a little bit. And a lot of times an easy way to do that is just put on the TV something to just look at. Not something that I have to think about and anything. Uh Uh-huh. So, a lot of times, uh, they started airing this channel locally that has, like, uh, true crime stuff on it, and they have Unsolved Mysteries reruns. So, I put Mm -hmm. on Unsolved Mysteries, and I just zone out. Mm -hmm. Except I couldn't zone out one day. Why? (laughs) Because they talked about this story, and I couldn't understand why it was a brief segment on Unsolved Mysteries, and it was not its own feature film. And it's the story of Liz Carmichael. Okay. In 1973, perhaps your parents have talked about this, Marissa. There was an oil crisis. And I, don't, I don't know. In school. Wait, wait in the, 19 when? 73. Oh, okay. I don't know. My mom has mentioned a couple of times when there were like lines at the gas station and things like that. So prices were high. People were panicking because they couldn't drive their cars places. It was a, a crisis. And so, of course, there has to be some drama behind it. So even back then, people were thinking, how can we avoid something like this happening again, like an oil crisis? And Mm -hmm. that was what Dale Clift, C-L-I-F-F-T, was -hmm. thinking when he conceived a lightweight three-wheeled car. Later, he met Liz Carmichael, who saw this as a great opportunity. In short time, she had millions of dollars in backing from private parties... And also talked of a 150,000-square-foot assembly plant in Burbank, California, with over 100 employees on the payroll. Okay. number of the employees were uh, ex-cons, but we don't know that yet. Okay. <laughs> the car, which she called Dale, based on its creator, was extraordinary. By eliminating a wheel in the rear, we saved 300 pounds and knocked more than $300 from the car's price. It weighs less than a thousand pounds, but that does not affect its stability or safety. The low center of gravity always remains inside of the triangle of the three wheels, so it's impossible to tip over. She said that she drove it into a wall at thirty miles per hour and there was no structural damage to the car, despite the lightweight material that it's made out of. Mm-hmm. The Dale was powered this is just co- most. This whole thing is copy pasted. But this is the part that sounds the most copy pasted. The Dale was powered by a thoroughly revamped BMW two cylinder motorcycle engine, which generated forty horsepower and would allow the car to reach eighty five miles per hour.
1: BMW and, motorcycle. I don't understand what
0: that is. Yeah, they took the engine from a motorcycle, put it in a car, oh, and you can travel okay. fast enough to go back to the future. Okay. <laughs> She expected sales of 88,000 cars in the first year, 250,000 in the second year. Mm-hmm. This is what went out to the media and investors seemed very interested in getting in on the ground floor. She amassed $30 million, $30 million in the early 70s. That's to a move lot, forward, right? That's crazy. Right. To move forward with this company, and there would be high volume production by, the, by mid-1975. At this point, your traditional car company would be building prototypes of the Dale, Having them tested for safety, uh, having them tested with the EPA for any, like, I don't know, emissions or environmental type things. All those kinds of things. But Carmichael didn't do that. She chose to go a different way. She started selling stock in the company and selling dealership options to car dealerships around the country. Okay. In 1975, one of her company's salesmen was found... I made a typo. It says, was found shit in the head. <laughs> no, whatever statement was found.
1: That's <laughs> way more haunting than shot in the head. Like, not shot, even joking.
0: Shot in the head four times in a hotel in Encino, California, which is also where the company headquarters is. The prime suspect was another employee of the company, an employee that the dead guy had previously served time with <laughs> in jail. Yes, okay. a suspicious murder raises suspicion. I should have written that better. And authorities <laughs> began sniffing around the company for clues. So she runs to Texas, where, God bless old times, she started the scam up again. Oh. This time, it was a model called the Revell, and the Revell was actually featured on as the Showcase Showdown prize on The Price is Right, but the contestant couldn't guess the value of it correctly, and so they didn't win the car. Because if they had, they would have received nothing, because the cars didn't exist. All the stuff that she was saying was bullshit. And they had a sort of, like, body of the car, and, like, some wheels, but the inside was, like, empty. It was just, like, on a 2x4, if I remember right from one of the articles. It's oh, wow, okay. resting on a 2x4, and it's fenced off so that it looks fancy and perfect, and the media have to stay far away from it. <laughs> oh. So the California Securities Exha- uh, Securities Commission finds out that the cars don't exist, and now it's a major case of fraud, and they seek her out. When they go to Texas to arrest her, she's not at home. They finally track her to a rental property in Miami. Okay. She is arrested, and she is fingerprinted, and then comes the twist.
1: Ooh, 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 she's a ghost.
0: She was born a male and previously charged for involvement in counterfeiting. <gasps> Ooh, following her arrest. <laughs> following her arrest, Carmichael's bail was paid. I love this. I love this. Carmichael's bail was paid by a news station who was guaranteed the rights to her story, but once she got out, she hit the road. Oh man. <laughs> so she jumps bail with her 5 kids. Now, I know what you're thinking, Marissa. How does she have 5 kids if uh. she was born a male? So I don't know. she disappears with a bunch of money. It turns out that she was previous that the previous identity Jerry Dean Michael was uh, actually
1: was, that she was actually a woman beforehand.
0: That would be great. She was actually
1: a woman than a man.
0: <laughs> Michael was married to Vivian Barrett, but they were divorced. I think. Okay. I mean, it just says ex-wife. To that end, I don't like. She didn't die. They interviewed her in 1975 about the relationship. So, she wasn't dead when all this stuff went down. So, I don't really know why she didn't want the kids, but Interesting. whatever.
1: She's a deadbeat.
0: Vivian said, they call me mom, and they call her Mama Liz, or something like that. Okay. So, after the episode of Unsolved Mysteries aired in 1989, authorities found her in a town called Dale.
1: Bo- okay. Which is so a- I thought that was going to be the Balsh town.
0: Which is a balshy move because if you remember, the car was called the Dale.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: wow. So they yeah. finally found That's they found ridiculous. her. She had to face the music. They took her back to California. She served thirty-two months for her crimes, and she was released. Then she returned. That's retired. it. I know, but she was really old at the time, so I'm wondering if that played a part. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: She was arrested in '89. She served two and a half years. Then she was released. Uh, She went back to Texas uh, where her kids lived because she was living in Texas with her kids. There was uh, one line in one of the articles that said that she forced her children to sell flowers
1: in Texas.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, But she herself was a flower seller. And I don't know, maybe if it's a family business, you got your kids out there pushing flowers too. It's hard to track down a lot of the personal parts of this because I really did want to maybe find an article uh, that interviewed one of the children as an adult or something like that to get some perspective. I also tried to find her obituary, but it's hard to find it because I don't know what name she died under. Oh, okay. I know it doesn't sound right, but yeah, there were Liz Carmichael, Jerry Dean Morgan, and then uh, in the end, her pseudonym was Catherine Elizabeth Brown. She died of cancer in 2004. Okay. That is my whole topic.
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean, it was cool.
0: But I'm like, how come this isn't like a movie made by like David O. Russell or something?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's weird.
0: And it's very interesting because it corresponds a lot to, you know, our environmental concerns today.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But if you're paying close attention to another story, I believe it was Refinery29 that said...
1: I you like that
0: okay? you sourced them. <laughs> Liz Carmichael walked so that Elizabeth Holmes could run. <laughs> because Elizabeth. Wait, Holmes...
1: I'm sorry. Is
0: Elizabeth Holmes the one with the weird voice? Yes, and okay. Theranos, the blood supply company, where she had a fake prototype that never, ever worked, but she still was out there raking oh, and yeah, going yeah, left yeah. and right, and yeah. they charged her with fraud, all this sort of stuff, and it was very similar um, in terms of how... Yeah, they just sort of, you know, created the situation. Now, one political cartoon sort of had her standing up to all the other oil-based car manufacturers as, like, you know, somebody who was fighting back against the establishment. So that really sucks that it was all fraud. Yeah, but still interesting nonetheless. And, oh, yeah, and, it's really And cool. certainly weird. <laughs> so that was, I don't Something know, I just found that... to be
1: a woman at that time is interesting because th- th- that's not a thing that would benefit the average person.
0: I apologize that I don't know exactly where in the story because I was shifting between so many articles, I kind of got myself confused. But she did start hormone treatment to fully transition into a woman when they raided Wait, her. Wait, what was it? That's the thing. I don't know exact. I don't know if that was when they arrested her in '89, but it started out like she was portraying a woman as early as '73. I seems think. Seems
1: so progressive, like so like beyond the times doesn't
0: it my heart was warmed when i read the account of the ex-wife who was like yeah they call me mom they call her mom liz (laughs) like like it it's normal it's fine everything's okay
1: (laughs) i love it
0: but again they did separate for some reason maybe it was because she was a criminal or maybe it's because it created some sort of friction in the relationship i don't know yeah, yeah. A lot of different reasons people break up. So
1: interesting.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I, I I just remember I saw this for a couple of minutes. Yeah, in an unsolved mysteries, and they were like, update. Uh, she has been captured, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> she looked really, really rough uh, when they arrested for some her. Some reason in I've been
1: listening to your whole thing. I kept thinking it was like in the nineteen twenties.
0: Yeah, that would be fun. Don't
1: don't know why I kept thinking.
0: Probably because it like. Yeah. I don't know. Cars didn't see people are making new cars today and it doesn't seem like it's happening. But you're right. In the 20s, it's like, oh, yeah, that's when new cars happen. Yeah. have <laughs> so just been making the same cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's cool so i just wanted to share that with people because i thought it was pretty interesting and yeah i mean i don't know how to say this right but in some ways i'm like props to this person and then in other ways but isn't that like a story that we all want to hear like certainly uh an imperfect person if you focus on the one side of the story about transitioning to a woman she's a champion if you focus on the other one she's a villain and it's just you know but then also like you Are you a villain if you're robbing from the rich? It's always sort of questionable. She certainly wasn't giving yeah. it to the poor, but still. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So I leave all those moral judgments to you, the listener. And thanks for listening to that about Liz Carmichael. You got any questions or any thoughts? Just to give Marissa? us
1: a call and tell us about your moral judgment that you chose to
0: yes. weigh
1: upon her. <laughs> I'm <laughs> curious to know how judgy our listeners are. Mm-hmm. Mm. At one.
0: Or you can leave it in an iTunes review, which we sometimes check. I haven't looked at it. I
1: mean, in I a just while. assume nobody's fucking reviewing us.
0: I, we got enough to show stars, and again, we thank all of you who contributed yeah. to that mission.
1: Oh, absolutely. The fact that we can show stars means a lot to us, but I just assume yeah. no one reviews us anymore. If you give us a new iTunes review, please slide into my DMs at Vandal and tell me so I can. Screenshot it, send
0: page. it to Marissa, and we'll talk about it. Yes, please. Seriously. Semi, so related I to semi-play. my topic, <laughs> write a sexual review <laughs> and screenshot that and slide it <laughs> yeah. into your DMs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Plugs. My plug is sort of related to my topic. Uh, I have not watched the movie The Laundromat on Netflix, but I know that it's available now. I feel like I'm gonna like it. I've been waiting for it to come out. It's a Steven Soderbergh movie, and that really appeals to me. Based on his recent movies that I've have heard not mixed been th- like
1: things. Please tell me what you think.
0: Yeah, they had like his recent movies haven't been out of the park, like grand slams. But I always find them very interesting. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna mm-hmm. like it. It's also about fraud and scamming. So I thought that it would fit as a plug here. It also stars a flamboyant Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman. Also, oh, I from-
1: love a Gary Oldman.
0: Meryl Streep, uh, James Cromwell, Robert Patrick, Jeffrey Wright, Sharon Stone, and more make appearances. Hoping you were saying
1: Robert Pattinson, but you were not.
0: Certainly not. No, he's in a Space Daddy movie.
1: He, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Spa, he's in a Space Daddy movie? Yep. Okay, I know he's in The Lighthouse. I also know he's going to be Batman.
0: Robert Pattinson is in a movie that I believe... I don't know if it's on Amazon Prime yet, but it's called High Life. And he goes to space. Or somebody goes to space. The
1: fuck is that about... Yeah,
0: he goes to space and his head is shaved and he looks goofier than normal.
1: And what was happening?
0: Starring Robert Pattinson and Juliette Binoche. The film focuses on a group of criminals who are sent on a mission to travel on a spaceship toward a black hole while taking part in in scientific experiments.
1: He needs to Stop doing shitty things.
0: <laughs> there did you was see the H-
1: trailer for The Lighthouse, by the way? No. With Willem Dafoe, it looks very weird.
0: While I'm talking about that, though, I would love to plug an article. Oh, shit, did no, you
1: plug know. something already? I did. <laughs> Get yourself together. I,
0: I encourage you to try to find this particular article, but I think you're going to have a hard time doing it because I can't find it right away. Okay. But, um... There is an article out, and I found it on Twitter because I follow the writer, but I can't remember who it is because I follow a bunch of different writers. Uh, but it was basically an article about space daddy movies.
1: What does space daddy mean? I don't the, know what that means.
0: It, it, it took Ad Astra as sort of the starting point where uh, Brad Pitt goes to space searching for his father. And then you have Star Wars where there's some daddy drama Can there. Can we change I, it Luke, to space your...
1: father movies? No. daddy no. was a sexy dad.
0: Because they're daddy issues that the character has
1: now. Because daddy's been father issues. Yeah, (laughs) daddy-o issues. So space papas.
0: If you ever ever stumble across that article, give it a read, guys. Space papas. I'm gonna shut up now. Okay.
1: Oh, am I supposed to plug something?
0: If you want, I'm gonna plug
1: Halloween.
0: Yeah, that was yesterday.
1: Okay. Oh, oops. Um, This
0: comes
1: out. I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna plug alcoholic seltzer.
0: Because. Particularly. Pineapple ginger.
1: Excuse me. (laughs) Because it has no added sugars. And if you have an undiagnosed nonsensical sugar sensitivity like me, that's very helpful. That's all.
0: I like a nonsensical sensitivity. Yep. <laughs> I no like one the word play.
1: <laughs> yep. you slide into my DMs at Rispanzel. What were you gonna say?
0: We greatly appreciate you listening. I am at Pete Abides, but I only get DMs from weird like ghost accounts. Not like spooky ghost accounts, like
1: Oh people. god, oh my god. Oh my god, if I got a DM <laughs> from a spooky ghost account. Uh
0: not listeners, I listeners. Can't listeners. Even. If one of you can take the time no, to don't sp- just start an account now, keep it going for a year.
1: At the spooky ghost.
0: and then next Halloween, slide into her DMs with it. The payoff will be worth it. Okay. I mean,
1: if you do it for a year, I will appreciate <laughs> the commitment. I will say that, but whatever.
0: Stories are so much better than the feed. <laughs> I know. Uh,
1: anyway, if you're a <laughs> ghost out there listening, DM me, please.
0: Yeah, um, if you have any ideas of other things that we can do for the show, let us know. Uh, we talked about maybe doing like a broadcast video thing on YouTube, still yeah. in two places. Uh, but yeah, if you have any ideas or, or you're like, you know, there's an app that I love that I can't find your show on or something like that, let us know. It's cool.
1: Yeah, just say hi, anything. Yeah. We're full of desperation. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay <laughs> hi